Welcome back to the show. It's We Are Live. Chris Tim and Travis Rell at the Midco Studio. Check out midco.media for more information. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit share, damn it, if you're watching on Facebook. Uh, if you missed last hour, you can go back and podcast it anywhere you get podcasts. Oh, wow. Is Travis making a face? <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes I worry. Uh, we've got comedy tonight at Sophie's and Gastro Pit. Both are going to be a fun time, but uh, you know Excited. what? I'm a little bit... Are you going to wear a sweater tonight? I to am going to wear it. You know what? Considering I haven't shaved in a while, I'm just going to come bare-chested. That's a sweater. That's a Christmas sweater if I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could... Well, you really... I ain't taking my damn shirt off, man. Maybe we could. Like, I don't even like five minutes up top. I don't like doing taking my shirt off in the shower as it is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe we could. Like, uh, we could shave or trim one into your put chest. A tree. Oh, I could, could I? Yeah. That's a thought. That's not bad. Not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I like the way you think, God. Well, I'm just trying to help you out here. Just trying to make do with what we got on a budget. Can I ask you guys a, a quick question? How, how do no, you? No. What if I say no? Uh, well, I'm going to ask anyway. That's what I figured. I so why so. are you asking me I was that? just being considerate. Okay, thanks. And then if I said no, you were just going to ask anyway, so that's still considerate? Do you guys, do you guys <laughs> like your... Uh, <laughs> <You're an ass>. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys like your beef well done? Medium? Because that's a beef. That's pretty raw. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was rehearsing it. During the break. Who are you? Because I was gonna like, are you guys gonna ask questions? Oh yeah, I like my beef. I like it medium. I like it medium rare. I was like, well, we got one that's pretty raw. Okay. Well, you didn't allow us to answer uh, the question. Well, sorry, number my one, bad, guys. I apologize. So your setup was right, a disaster. Let's try this again. <laughs> hey guys, how do you like your beef? I like medium. Yeah, Chris. Typically medium rare. Oh, that ain't bad. Because there's one that's raw. Between Eminem and Nick Cannon. Okay, there we go. Whew. Nick Cannon, Eminem. We talked about it briefly yesterday. Apparently, there is a thing going on between these two, and I probably decided to cheer for the wrong guy too early. <laughs> yesterday, Travis stood up for Nick Cannon. Oh, so tell us what's going on. Well, first of all, Nick Cannon has had some medical complications over the years. Yeah. So maybe using the hashtag rest in peace Nick Cannon wasn't the best move. <laughs> He's had some serious health complications over the last few years. I, I just, didn't think of that. Yeah, I really. I, I saw the hashtag because I had to text my urbans about it. Uh-huh. And you checked in with the black delegation. I, I did. And they was like, oh, it's just a hashtag for rest in peace Nick Cannon. I was like, dear Lord, the man has terrible medical history. He's been hospitalized seriously before. Yeah. Oh, should we have used rest in peace Nick Cannon? That's fair. And I think they decided, you know what, Travis? Maybe you should return to Twitter. You could inform people about that. I was like, well, you know what? Too scared. Yeah. Nevertheless, Eminem apparently has made comments in the past about uh, Nick Cannon's ex-wife, mm-hmm. uh, Mariah Carey. I guess they even made comments. He made comments about the two, about her while they were together. And uh, I guess in response to his latest diss track, I guess Eminem and Fat Joe. You remember Fat Joe? Lean back, huh? He is. Uh, he did a track. He, he featured on a, a Fat Joe album, a single, a record. Mm-hmm. Eminem uh, dropped some diss bars on Mariah Carey again. Nick Cannon says, "Nah, not my baby's mama," and he decided to then drop his own diss track, where we now understand why there's a huge issue. 
Gardner and I took the time yesterday to listen to said diss track. How'd it go? It was very, very, very embarrassing for everyone involved in this particular project. Like this, you know, like secondhand embarrassment. I don't know about you, but I am. Woo! That's why it's sometimes hard for me to to watch certain people's sets because the secondhand embarrassment gets kind of uncomfortable you for your boy. Anxiety for him. Listening, watching the video, oh. like. Ooh, like secondhand embarrassment to the nth power. He brought it in was, some other rappers to he help. He brought him out. oh my, which is also a no no in a rap, rap beef. You don't bring in other rappers. That's your beef. Why are you bringing in? You don't because it says you can't handle it yourself. That's right. Mm. That's not a good look for the mogul. If you're gonna do it, man, yeah. go all the way and do it right. And I'm just, learning about this. I don't know about these. And then Nick Cannon just has some diss track. One diss, Chris. Nick Cannon, and I think this is where he officially officially lost me, and probably lost anybody that maybe was a fan. He he dissed Eminem for raising another man's child. Yeah. <laughs> Eminem, I I, I know that's I'm going to mess a, up a, the family dynamic here, but I believe he took in one of the kids that was a, a cousin or of his. Anyway, it was a situation where the kid was just not in a good situation. Eminem had the opportunity to take care of him. Um, and and he, dissed and he dissed Eminem That's admirable. for stepping up and being a positive <laughs> male role model in this child's life. Gotcha. That, that'll show your ass. Bodied. Responsible father figure ass. Having, having, having oh. ass. Uh, so that was a bad look. Oh. And it was, it was, here's my issue with all of this. Because I don't want to be the, oh, back in my day guy, but I just feel like yeah, Eminem, Nick Cannon, are in very successful individuals. Successful artists. They've had a great run. Both of them have. Nick Cannon, as an executive, uh, is nothing short of a genius. The guy used to be an executive for Nickelodeon, uh, and he knows the business. He's been a part of the business his almost entire life. His, uh, his kid's godmother is Patti LaBelle. Like, this guy knows the industry. The industry loves Nick Cannon. Eminem, very respected rapper. Whites think he's Elvis. Blacks think he's, he cool. But nevertheless, well, we recognize that he is, uh, he's been a giant. He's had moments in hip-hop that you can't ignore. So they've had successful runs. So it's very weird for these guys at this point in their life. Eminem's daughter is like 23 now. He's damn near 50. Nick Cannon has twins. You freaking host the mass singer. Like these guys have moved on past this life. They're no longer the guys they used to be in hip hop. So to see them jump back into this and there be a quote unquote beef, it's like it's like somebody inside your dream team beefing with another dream teamer. Uh -huh. Like you're like, you guys are too too much is going well in your life for you to give a shit about diss tracks. You're too old for this shit. That's what it really comes down to. They're too old for this shit. Well, and my understanding was that Eminem had the last word mm -hmm. some years ago, right? Yeah. So it's been at least five years, maybe more. Right. And I didn't know this, that even Mariah Carey got involved at one point and had a diss track on Eminem. It was a very good diss track. I found this out in my research of what was going on. And... um so, it was a good one, too. It was good. It went like literally to the top of the charts. I thought, talented Mariah Carey. And then Eminem responded, and 
No one else responded. That was we it. Thought it. No was one done. said it was done in that. We thought it was done. So why do you think Eminem is bringing this back up? Eminem. How did Eminem? Eminem, Eminem did the diss track first. Eminem is the one who took shots at Mariah Carey, hence why Nick Cannon created a diss oh, track. on the Fat Joe thing. Yeah, on the Fat Joe thing. So my okay. thing is, why was okay. Eminem, after you just alluded to that long period of silence, issue being dead. Maybe he's bored. But that's I think that's what Nick Cannon. Now, Nick Cannon could have outlined that. He didn't need to do it in musical form. Because mm-hmm. Nick Cannon, while again, very successful, talented, comedian, executive, battle rapping ain't his thing. Hence why he had other battle rappers on the track. Which is why, do we call this a rap beef or not, number one? That, I'm, I'm not calling out. it a beef only because uh, the only way it becomes a beef if Eminem responds to Nick Cannon. Because he tweeted to him. He tweeted at him, but that's or not... Did he tag him in that? I don't know if he did. He it's, just it's, called him Nicholas. It's just they're too old and they're too successful and they're too rich to really give a shit about diss tracks. It just you grown men with grown daughters, grown children, like people. No, this ain't what people were asking for, and they're better than this. Eminem, go make an album. There's plenty of people who I'm sure will be out there first day buying whatever you got. Nick Cannon, focus on the 25 amazing executive television projects that you own and run. And the millions of dollars and the million the and the hundreds of people that you employ. You're too grown for this. This is very weird. This is a very weird beat. Well, and a video I watched that kind of explained some of this to me. It was about ten minutes long. Um, <laughs> used some of Nick's Cannon used some of Nick Cannon's words against him. Yeah, he did. Nick Cannon. Because yeah. Nick Cannon in this diss track, uh, I can't remember the name of the song. Apparently there's a couple songs now too that he's done with diss tracks. Right. Um, but the original one, he calls him Elvis Pussley, mm, well, and then they flash okay. back to Nick Cannon calling oh Eminem a top five rapper of all time, calling him Elvis Presley on crack. So he's, you know, spoken fondly of. What did I just sound like Christopher Walken? Must have <laughs> fondly of, um, of Eminem in the past, and now comes out with this, and it seems a little unoriginal too when you have some words like that. That can easily be searched, obviously, to see what you've said about this person in the past. I um, and this look, I think Nick Cannon's within his right to defend. And you himself. can't have any other rappers involved. You can't have other rappers involved. That just looks very, very weird, especially when you drop the weakest bars of them all. Nick Cannon has every right to defend his ex-wife and his and his children's mother. That's fine. Uh, and I think Eminem uh, doing it for clout or doing it for recognition is kind of weak. And Nick Cannon is has the forum, plenty of forums. I I just think if of all the avenues he could have chosen, he chose the worst mm-hmm. one. He would have been better off just going on a radio show, The Breakfast Club, uh, and just simply said, "Hey man, Eminem." Is that where the culture is? That's the where the culture Club? is. Yeah, because yesterday, Corey. Do I have a culture? You you're getting there. But like, like, can I like say? For me, can I say I'm doing it for the culture? Well, it depends on what culture you're planning on representing. Who are you representing? But it, that's what I'm saying. What's if, my culture? Like, if you, if you if you like like what you do, like you do the crystals. The crystals are for your culture. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, or if I'm doing something for bullpen cards, I can say I'm doing it for the that's culture. For the culture. Okay. That's for the culture. Because there's not just one Ugly culture. Ugly parties. Yeah. For the culture. Mm-hmm. Six o'clock tonight. So yeah. nice. Well, I, like I don't know. I I not. I, I, it's just weird because I, I have a, a I have a real admiration of, of Nick Cannon because he's a guy. He's no say what you will about him talent wise as far as music. Um, the guy is, is, and this is just from other people just throughout the industry have spoken up 
this guy knows what the hell he's doing when it comes to creating shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's made a living, of course, being an amazing host doing American Got Talent. Now he's doing The mass Singer. The guy knows the business. been a part of it forever since he was a kid. And you know what it's like. Well, you don't know specifically, but we've heard stories about child actors and what they have to endure. So for him to go through all that as a kid, do it in a way where he comes out relatively normal and successful, you kind of, you know, tip your cap to probably want to do it in a, if you're going to do this, do it in a form that's advantageous to you. Yes. That's what I, and that's, that's where Mike, I'm confused because Nick Cannon is so much smart. This is not the forum. This isn't your, this, you're going like, that's Eminem's court. That's what he does. That's Eminem did eight mile. We were there. We saw it. We went to the theater. This is what he does. This is how it became Eminem. This is how, in fact, if Eminem wasn't a battle rapper, didn't have uh, battle rapping in his background, he's probably not as successful as he is today. He's in order for him to be Eminem, he's had to go through the fire of battle rapping, and so he's forged in it. He is fucking Bane. He was born in the darkness. Eminem's white. Can he do things for the culture? He can. He just chooses. Yeah, it's called D twelve. Yeah. Mm. No. Okay. Yeah. I was but no, it's just weird. This. It's just weird, and even and again, I even think it's still weird that Eminem is doing rap battles. Like Eminem, like just release singles, and like if you're gonna beef with somebody, beef beef with somebody. But what, what beef if this with is Drake. how the creative juices get flowing? How about beef with somebody? You wanna fight in your weight class? Okay. Fight in your yeah. weight. Why Ryan Carey's not in your weight class, man? Fight, fight Drake. Fight Kanye. Fight 50. And when you got, why you got to do this to Mariah when you know this is her time of year? This is her time of year. Someone did say that Eminem's going to respond over oh. all I want for Christmas. Oh, maybe he set it up. Oh, he, this is meta. This would be dope. If he did If it, he responds with that, and he'd have he has the set it up. Look, I tell you what, Eminem. Then, I, then you have to give it to him then. If he did, if he did an instrumental freestyle diss. On the All I Want for Christmas instrumental. Oh, shit, son. That's how you play it. Woo! That's, I'm into rap beefs now. That's, that I, I actually was listening to someone take that song, and they had laid over uh, Radiohead's Creep to it. Oh, my God. Oh, my. It's funny. Because, like, the way it fits sound and rhythm and everything, eh, it could work. Here's a quick question. But no, that's you. how you do it, though. Here's a quick question, then, for you guys. Who, if you had to choose a beef, a rap beef, someone that you would challenge oh, in a rap beef, who would you choose as your opponent? Who's the person you uh, want to take down a peg via rap beef? Young MC. Okay. Wow. What's your, what's your problem with Young MC? You know what a Young MC ever do to you? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of rappers. I okay. Know. But you believe you have a shot at beefing with one Young MC and providing a rap diss track? Maybe. <laughs> Out of respect, I take down Jason Siegel. Oh, I like Pizza. that. I'm a fan of his. Listen here, tall white boy. Sit your ass down. Who are you trying to be? Me? Oh, I don't have to pick a rapper to be. You can pick anybody, yeah. Oh. You can pick anyone oh, I, to have I a beef I, with. Bless you. Who no, no, I was I was curious, like, man, like Gardner's got balls. He's going right after a real MC. No, I thought I thought I had to pick a rapper. No, you're not to pick a rapper. Anybody in the world in your current life I'm going, at Rosie's? You're going with hello. Joe. You're going I'm dressed in red. Now you're dead. You're going with Joe Edwards, aren't you? I think it's probably it's probably Callie the Bear at the zoo, right? You have issues with this kind. What if I try to do a rap beef with Josh Hawley? Mm. Here you go. Can I do a There it is. Can I do a rap beef with Yes, uh, I like that. Yeah, with let's see, Big Sugar. 
for all the Yo, for you're all getting the in my bloodstream. It's yeah. turning curdle. I don't like that. Turning me into a turtle. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you'll you are, be rat beefing with no one. Yeah, uh, my God, you should yeah. sit this one. Yeah. Oh no, you're hey. like that's like Stanley playing basketball mm, in the yeah, office. That, was. <laughs> that, did, that did not go to plan no, at all. No. Yeah. Well, that was oh, not what we were expecting at all. That was not for the culture. That, yeah. That, that was, was bad. You are you are setting the culture back. I did set the culture back with that one. I was thinking about it. I'd like to see beefs in other genres of music. Yes. And I'm trying to come up with a poll question for this. I haven't quite got there yet. But, like, can you imagine, like, take this, take a beef out of rap, put it in, like, jazz music. Mm. And, like, and I got one. I think that would be awesome because it would feature former uh, Tonight Show band leaders. Mm. And they're both jazz musicians. So you could have, like, what if there's, like, a beef between Kevin Eubanks and Branford Barsalis? Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be vicious. Or, like, uh, Michael McDonald and Christopher Cross. <laughs> what about... Uh, so, different genres and different beefs. So, I'm trying to think of the four that I would like to see. What about uh, Questlove and uh, Dickie from the Boston's? <laughs> from Kimmel and, <laughs> and Fallon. <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty funny. That's pretty freaking funny. <laughs> Questlove takes him down a peg for uh, yeah. knock on wood. Technically, we could still include Doc Severinsen. Okay. Uh, former Tonight Show band leader as well. Yeah. Doc is here. Doc is not here. Um, I was also thinking the original original uh, music beef. Mozart and Salieri? Is that the one? Is that the original one? Just because I think of the movie Amadeus? I, I guess so. I think the brilliant thing about that and the brilliant thing about just going through moments in time about beefs, like if we did those videos, but that's uh, similar videos like that online on YouTube, man, those things get so many views. Can you imagine like... We got to do one. We got to do one of like those a, with Amadeus. Like a beef, yeah. Like how, how do they do it with classical music? How do you do a diss track with classical music? Like, do you steal the others, like, note progression? I don't know, or... man, but that, that shit used to get real back in the day because, like, everybody talks about, like, oh, man, this music really promotes a certain thing. You don't understand, man, back in the day, guys like Mozart, they were still in bitches. Mm-hmm. They were still, they would go up to your girl and be like, man, look, watch this. Do yeah. some shit with the violin, boom, boom, steal your bitch. Do, 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 do. And them motherfuckers walked around with makeup and wigs on. We should get the... <laughs> <laughs> We should get the director. Your wig doesn't even look powdered. <laughs> should we get the director of the St. Louis Symphony to come in and help us break it Explain down? We them. could. Let's do that. We should be, bring people in their fields and get them to discuss the beef, the rivalry between. Yeah, so bring him in. We'll bring in the director of the St. Louis Zoo. We'll talk about, man, sea lions and seals. Let's talk about that. Uh-huh. There's got to be a beef going on there. Uh-huh. Like we, we will do that. That will be our shtick. And what about between, like, uh, like a, if you brought in, like, a cattle farmer? Who would he go against? No. Oh. Cows. Beef. Well, I, I like what you did there. Uh, get the Crips and Bloods in here. Hey, man, let's talk about this. Birch oh, that said, happened to me once in jail. Oh, Jesus. Rules Bert, are different there, which is interesting. Mm. Yeah. That's, Birch Definitely says jail uh, rules. Yeah. country music has beef. They, they do. Ra- uh, they have beefs or call out terrorists in their songs. <laughs> That's who they battle with. Country <laughs> music. Do they do that? Like. You won't do that to the U.S. of A. It sounds like a Toby Keith song. Mm-hmm. So who does to- who? Could we get Toby Keith to beef with someone? Toby Keith and Jason Isbell. Oh, like a real, <laughs> real artist and a propped up artist. Okay, gotcha. 
I was wrong. Nick Cannon was the chairman of Team Nick for Nickelodeon and the chief developer and creative consultant for the network since 2009. What a stunning career, this guy. You're too grown for this, man. Rap beefs, man, they just seem so... It's not that you're too grown. It's just you're not good enough to go into this venue yeah, and try that's, it. That's also true. you got to be smart enough to take it into your court. That's true. Rap beef, though, I think... Why, like, he doesn't he have a show that he could just do it on? He used to be a radio host show in New York, but he, he, he has tons of platforms. Well, what's the television show? Wild Now. Okay. Because I saw something on there where uh, they showed an old clip of Mac Miller on there. Mm-hmm. And he made a mention of Eminem because he, he was going back at Nick Cannon for something, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically saying, I ain't got to say shit. Eminem's already done it. And then that kind of left, and then Nick That's Cannon's hilarious. biting his lip like, oh. That's pretty funny. So, like, there you have that forum already to do that. So, I mean, that's where you're most comfortable. Yeah. And I think, and like I said. you don't involve others. You yeah. don't look weak. And it's just, it is weird. I'm not going to lie. All due respect, Eminem. I tell you, I'll tell you what. Can, I enjoyed can, looking le- into this, though. Can, can leave Mariah Carey alone. She is a, she is a lovely woman, and as Gardner has pointed out, this is her time of year, and we are ready to hear that damn song another twenty-five thousand times. Mm-hmm. So please don't ruin it for us. I hope he responds over that track now. I really do. It was a bad. It was a bad distro. Oh boy. I think the tweet maybe already did it. Yeah. Did you understand that he yeah, said his gardener's jealous? What what did that have to do with? I don't know. Was he talking about you? I don't think I'm jealous. Okay. Of Nick Cannon. Um. Plus the name, uh, my name's not spelled that way. Okay. Yeah. Maybe if it you know was more informal, or I was trying to be trendy and hip, I would right. spell it that You'd way. Do it that way. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Travis is officially. Uh, recanted his support for Nick Cannon and the beef. Yeah, I was, uh, I didn't have all the information. Oh, oh, that's, and I would have ever thought, um, you know, now that we've had an opportunity to investigate mm-hmm. a little bit further, we will be removing our support. Uh, however, we support no one. Is we support saying? no one in this instance because, it has come to our attention. Or do you that just say we su- you support Mariah Carey? I support Mariah Carey. Because yeah. I support women. Her fine ass. All well, right. At least you know her name. Mm. Today or, I do. Yeah, previously. You yeah. Know. A little mistake. You got well, caught up in Two times you've done this. How about I make up for it? Can I make up for it? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, this young lady is a hero of mine because she is taking it to the man. Maybe you've heard of her. You may now refer to her as Time's Person of the Year. Oh. Yes. Young lady by the name of Greta Thunberg. Uh-huh. There's now your time, person of the year. You know, Greta has been going around this country telling some of the bigger emitters. Like you, America. Get your shit together because you're ruining our future. And it's not cool. She's been on the front lines of climate change. And look at her now. The power of youth. Greta Thunberg. Leading a generation. To clean up our world. Oh, you sold that nicely. Thank you. And of course, the President of the United States had a fucking problem with her. Oh, tweets at a child, man. Yo, boy, tweets at a child. But you know what? It's not about him right now. It's about Greta and the work that she's doing. Mm-hmm. Look, there was apparently 
We kind of crossed the threshold yesterday. Do you think you, do you think you're an emitter? I think that this country is an emitter. A major emitter. Like how much hot air or gas do you let out per day? She might have an issue with you. Mm -hmm. Careful now. Just saying. She's coming for you. What? What Greta is doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys just don't understand, man. You just don't understand. She's bringing awareness to all you asses out there who don't want to do anything about climate change. Get off your ass, say the future. That's what she says. She's not here to be nice. Okay. She's here to let you adults know it won't be a world for us little ones. Okay. Why uh, are you yelling at me? I don't know. I feel like you just you look like the man. If the man had a face, you kind of got the man face. I take public transportation. Mm -hmm. I have a scooter. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. that screams powerful executive. I mean, I tried to educate myself on this. I've just finished a book about climate change. So what have you done? I got an oil change. I he <clears> saw <throat> an Apple News headline. Mm -hmm. I look. I recycle every day in this office. Uh huh. I, I I don't I don't put coffee grounds in, in the recycle bin. Okay. Because I'm here to save the earth. Oh, you are. I am. Sorry, I recycle. Excuse me. I want to live. Some of you. I got. I want to live to 103. Well, if you were to educate yourself, you would realize that that's nice. That's nice that you're doing something <laughs> simple on a daily basis, but that's really not the biggest problem now, is it? No, that's not specifically the biggest problem. She so drew maybe worldwide. we need to focus on that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, she drew worldwide notice for her fiery speech at the UN Climate Action Summit in September after she sailed from England to New York. How dare you! In a solar-powered boat for the conference instead of flying because it's harmful to the environment. This is all wrong. <laughs> I shouldn't be up here. I should be back that's in like school a nice boat. on the other side of the ocean. Yet all... You all come to us, young people, for hope. How dare you? Ooh, okay, yeah. baby girl. You good. have stolen my dreams. You have stolen my childhood with empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Mm -hmm. And she's right. It doesn't. It doesn't get across to all people, though, is what I would say, because I saw um, one person in particular caught my eye yesterday, uh, the drive time host on uh, KMOX, Mark Reardon, who quote tweeted the time tweet and saying, "What a joke!" I actually feel sorry for the kid. She's delusional, which I find hilarious because the delusional one actually is Mark Reardon, who thinks he's a reasonable person when it comes to climate change. But if you read what he has written uh, via Twitter, social media, or have listened to him, he clearly is not reasonable and has no grasp of how the <laughs> science works, how actual scientific method works itself, and somehow feels that it's like, I've seen him uh, tweet things like, oh, they took down a sign in, uh, you know, this state park or national park that has was warning of this thing happening. So, you know, now it's not happening if they take down... Atta attack the science if you're going to do it. Don't distract yourself with these other right. things. But you can't because you're not smart enough right. to understand it or grasp it and how the process works. Is it even so? A it's matter people of like that that then have a platform right. to put out information that maybe they should instead of giving their opinion, which is obviously misinformed, right. 
and not dealing in fact, maybe they should have a climate scientist on their show, a legit climate scientist, to challenge them. And but, I, you know, that doesn't fit your agenda then, now does it? I, and I've, I've said it before, and obviously most people are very well aware of my political proclivities, but I think we saw an example of why if you are a progressive or a Democrat, you you hit this issue home in 2020 just simply based on this president's response. This is what he said, of course, to Time Magazine selecting Greta Thunberg as the uh, person of the year. So ridiculous. Greta must work on her anger management problem, then go to a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Chill, Greta, chill. They don't, this is, this. that's all he has. Uh, first off, I mean, that's, I don't know, you can, we can talk about policy to we're blue in the face, but that's not leadership. That's, Sit that's, down. It's so, it's such a weak, fickle, pussy response to a serious issue that's truly affecting millions, soon to be billions of people. Mm -hmm. So that's the best the guy you're running up against in 2020 can do. He can say that she has an anger management problem. That's what I'm talking about as far as taking control of the narrative. Lead on the issue. There's no need to sit up here. You've said it before. There's no need to get into the, the minutia of the politics. Talk about the science. And talk about it to your blue in the face. Well, that's, it just doesn't make sense to me when people attach. Well, I, I guess it does make sense in a way. But like when you're wanting to learn about a topic, why would I seek out a politician's right. opinion right. on a science? <laughs> like, why would I do that? Why wouldn't I go to a scientist and see what they have to say? See what the debate was in, if there is a debate, within that community. Not politicians who obviously a lot of them have no grasp of what's going on. So it just doesn't make sense. Or like, it's like, but if I want to know about history of something, I'll go see what a historian has to say or read something else to add context to what that person is saying. Like seek out where the information is. Don't, why are you going to the, the people that don't have that information or understand it? But that's, that's what I don't get. But don't, I think we're also at the point where I don't think it's even about specifically that anymore i don't think it's even about educating yourself anymore i think we know the information we know where it is we know how to obtain it we are very well aware of what we're currently doing to our environment so the idea that we're debating it it's it's pretty silly because it they know silly. people know you know at this point there's no need for us to have another u.n climate change conference there's no need for us to continue to debate this in, in deep detail in 2020 so my thing at this point it's with everything else it is all right, well, who are the people who are essentially funding these candidates to say the things that we keep hearing out of their mouth? Yeah. Well, it's the people who, of course, benefit by keeping the current status quo. Yeah. And, of course, keeping the climate the way that it is because, as Greta has pointed out, it's more money in their pockets at the end of the day. So when you hear people who are debating against climate change, just know it's not even about a discussion or a dialogue anymore. It's about how long can I continue to drag my feet for whatever... Senate or House of Representative term I can fill out. How long can I ignore reality? There we go. And to the benefit, to my own personal benefit. Yeah. So it's not, not I'm That's just going to ignore it because I don't want to talk about it. I want to ignore it because the people who are writing my checks are telling me to ignore it. That's why like, I dismiss like pro or whatever. Like If you're on the side of what I believe, if you're a politician, it still really doesn't matter what you tell me. Are you going to act? Right. Like The people that right. I want to tell me are scientists. Right. They're the people that have the information right. and, and the scientists it. have been clear 
for almost three decades that this is happening. So there's no need for us to let's let's figure out legislatively how we can make this work. Anybody who's sitting up here who is, well, you know, dragging your feet, you're not helping and I have no use for you. When you're saying to someone in a conversation about climate change that the individual across from you has a anger management problem. And you're, you, it's very clear to me that you're not here to discuss how to fix the problem. It's clear to me that you're not going to do it. So why do I would I would continue if I'm whomever the nominee is for the Democrats, I would spend at least a month forcing Donald Trump, Donald Trump, not the Republicans, Donald Trump to give us his answers on climate change. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. If your well, guy doesn't believe it, so. if you're a supporter. Have your guy, one way or the other, say what he thinks of climate change. Let him speak on that issue. And if you are a supporter, you're unwilling to call him out on it, then you're. That's just. Well, you, we already know what that is. Yeah, that's very true. You hear me, Chris? Jamie Moyer's fancy for you hears you and says you're killing it and actually making sense. No. Oh. Oh, that's he creepy. loves it. That's creepy. No, and that's all. And what movie does Trump want Greta to see? The, jo- <laughs> the Joker, Star Wars, Richard Jewell. <laughs> Well, I'll go to Richard Jewell. I think I'm going to see it still. Yeah, I think I'm going to check it out too. I, I also um, shout out to uh, uh, the business person of the year selected by time, an individual that if he's listening to the show or he's seeing my script or would like to hear some of my future film ideas, Bob Iger, chairman of Disney. Oh. Uh, so uh, congratulations to him on becoming business person of the year. Just saying that if you'd like to listen to the show, you can please go to our Look content on YouTube, Midcoast Media. Check it out. I wish you. Midcoast Media. <clears throat> That Chris Gardner fellow would win that one year. Wouldn't that be awesome? Be funny. That would be pretty funny. <sighs> I was checking in on him the other day. How's he doing? I just everyone in a while get a random. Oh, let me see how he. Well, he's doing. He's doing some speeches apparently around the nation. So I like to check on him. I would imagine he. Yeah, I would imagine that's probably how he makes his living these days, right? I should interview him someday. That's the play, man. The play is the. How do I become a successful Chris Gardner? <laughs> that's my angle with him. <laughs> What if I what if I email him and pitch that idea? Uh, hey, do this. I want to uh, see how to become like you. Right. Mm. How do I do that? How do I become more successful, Chris Gardner? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, you have that namesake, and I share the initials with a young man who's rest in peace. Um, Nick Cannon. No. Oh, the great. Christopher J. Davis, mm. multimedia journalist, mm. currently oh, with KSDK, St. Louis, announced yesterday, this guy, Still I a redheaded wonder, let go. he made it through all the blues it's coverage, so be to me. didn't even I'll get a beer dumped on him by a guy you. from Festus. <laughs> Look at that. Beautiful. Chris Davis announcing yesterday. He has accepted a position with his hometown news station, uh-huh. Nashville, or close to home, I should say. He's moving to Nashville, kids. He's already invited us down. Says, bring the show on the road. Uh, <sighs> That's a dream come true, right? Yeah, you know Saw what? a lot of people congratulating him. I personally congratulated him and then dot, dot, dotted it and cussed him out. I so didn't know what to play. say yet. Play. Mm-hmm. I, it, this is emotional for me. Uh, we've had him in three times We now. anointed him. He's we the did. guy. Yeah. He's the guy. And we've had a lot of... He's a, truly a friend of the show. He is. He's been in three times, I believe. We've had fun each and every time. He even acknowledged us in public outside of the show. Yeah. 
which was like, oh, shoot, we must be really cool because he said hello to me, and we weren't even inside the studio. And I've seen his work now since he's been in, in St. Louis, and I think I've even said to you guys it was it's just a matter of time. Um, not because it's like greener pasture, but look, I mean, Nashville has been a rising city now for a number of years, and Chris is from that area. I was like, he's going to... He's going to end up back in Na or end up in Nashville. It's just going to happen. He's he's very good at what he does. And that's why I wanted to cherish the time we had, why we had it. And this day was going to come. And so we have a little bit of time left and we should try and cherish that still. That's a, he was with it. He started with us with the story of the year. With great what brought him in? Yeah, we had all that going. He's leaving us. During the loop trolley fiasco. Mm -hmm. how, how? What shall we do? He's he's covered a lot since he's been here. He's and he's oh, he's been such a. Uh, I love. He just won the award within KSDK's uh, newsroom for storytelling. That's awesome. And he deserves stuff like that. And Absolutely. he's it's it. There's been a lot thrown his way. Yeah. And he has spoken fondly of the city. Yes, he's he embraced has. the city. Yes, the city's embraced him. Yes. And that's good to see. It is, it is, and that's why it's kind of bittersweet because to Chris's point, like that is a dream come true to be able to yeah. grow up. The guy watches the news in Nashville, knows what that means to that city, to his community. Uh, then he goes off, puts in the work, makes the necessary relationships that he needs. That's to where make he interned. You saw yeah. his, if you see yeah. his note, that's where he interned to get things started. And, and I think that's kind of like you know when that's your dream job and. That's, and Family is important. Absolutely, to him. and that and that's and even you, if you see the pictures he posts of him, him and his, his siblings, dad uh -huh. and his sister, yeah, and mm -hmm. just so he'll have the family there. So I mean, I understand that. It's just ah, yeah. It's, I wanted a little bit more time with. We him. knew it was it was either going to be just a matter of a situation like that coming about in Nashville, or that because he was doing such an amazing job here in St. Louis, that another market was going to naturally pick him up. And that's the thing about St. Louis. You have these people who are incredibly talented who come into the media market. They do great work. They really embed themselves in the community, which is a credit to them. And then because they are so talented and because they're so really damn good at their job, they're naturally going to have to move on. That's just the way the business works. And so it is bittersweet. Like, I, I'm very happy for him. I'm very sad for him to go because he was a true delight. He's such a, Rest a in great, peace. a great, wait, wait, well, hold, hold on. What is with you? You I'm accidentally are hitting microphones know, all over the place. Well, Chris, you know, it's kind of big, so it's everywhere. Oh. <laughs> know what I mean? Found it. No? But yeah, we're going to miss Chris. Chris Day. No. Okay. Yeah, we are. No, super big congratulations. It's going to have a really cool... It'd be fun to have him back in. Uh, He's going to have a going away party, you think? I mean, Gardner will probably be invited to it. I think we'll go. I think we'll be invited. I think we're going to have to. We're cool. Let's crash it. Oh, that's cool. Mm. We're yeah, going to have to have him in one more time before he leaves. Like in Who do we nominate to take his place for a uh, for local news person? Tracy Henson? We got a lot of, I mean. You know, get Charlie Marlowe back in here more? We could. Do we reach out to John Pertzborn at a certain oh, point? We got to get John. Do, do we make Rennie Knott our guy? We got to get, we get Pertz Rennie, uh, We should. Alexis uh, Zotos is always fun. Alexis is fantastic. She was treating about the Shoto Greenway last night. And. Mm the possibilities of what that might look like. And that's like, oh, man. Yeah. I might be able to just points. take a nice little path, if it's scooter-friendly, from, like, the West End all the way to the riverfront one day. You show up to the meetings. Oh. You're like, yeah, put in the scooter path. Yeah. Scooter-friendly? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that guy's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because <laughs> you know that's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, most certainly. Um, 
Hey, oh, we could. I have to get Casey Nolan back in too. Need to make that. You know happen. what? I think also an interesting story to tell is because uh, you see on social media, uh, Chris's coworkers joking about his bromance with his coworker uh, Brandon Morano, uh, who served in Afghanistan recently, mm-hmm. has left for months at a time. Oh wow! To fulfill military duties. Um, I think that's an interesting story. So maybe we get. Oh, that is fascinating. I would love to hear more I, about I that. I wonder if we could get both of them in at the same time. Maybe mm. that's how we do a little going away. Oh, that would be cool. I'd be game for that. So maybe that's something we look into. Okay. Okay. Because um, that could be fun. And it could get emotional. We could uh, Maybe some tears will be shed. Yeah. From all of us. And that's that's the way to, way to do it. Now, now, what type of multi-million dollar deal do you think the folks in Nashville offer to our good friend Chris? Don't know. Do you think it's... Uh, <laughs> he's got a no-trade clause, I'm sure. Okay, okay. yeah. Get that locked in. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's uh, got a large extension. Seven years. Uh-huh. $245 million. That ain't bad. Uh-huh. A little, little bit of work. Uh-huh. Well, that's what Anthony Rendon's going to be doing. Oh. For the Anaheim Angels. Oh. Anthony Rendon signing a seven-year, $245 million deal last night. Scott Boris closing in on a billion dollars. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, with... Three players. I think we all saw this coming. Look, Scott Boris, say what you will. He saw the writings on the wall. That's why he's been kicking up. You know, that's why he was throwing a bit of a fit a year ago. Like, hey, I ain't stupid. I know your numbers. And I think, look, at the end of the day, you want to know, know your enemy. Scott Boris knows Major League Baseball. He knows the owners. He knows their revenue streams. He knows the money. And Scott Boris is going to work. Good God. So what? So they're going to have Mike Trout, which I think he's going to be making around $34 million a year, 36 for Rendon. Mm-hmm. I think Albert is around 25 to 27 currently. Man, that's a lot of contract. That Albert contract, I wonder. I just really, really wonder how much of a pain in the ass for them to write that check these days. Well, then, I mean, he's going to be around the ballpark for the rest of He's yeah. a professional services yeah, yeah. deal after it's done, too. Now, here's the thing I was thinking about, and I'll get to Rendon's contract here in a second because good for him. You know, I like when I see my, my brothers get taken care of in baseball. Anthony Rendon, he looks kind of like me. What? Yeah. I, I, he's got like a... What? Anthony Rendon? Look at him. He's, he ain't one of y'all. If it was Anthony Rendon... Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Tony, man. That goatee. Would oh. not it's be Tony. Good. Tony Rendon. Kurt Suzuki situation all over. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, uh, so he'll join the lineup, of course, with Mike Trout, Artie Marino. Of course, we all know likes to dish out a lot of bread. I guess this is the consolation prize. They also were in on the Garrett Cole sweepstakes. Yeah, Garrett Cole's from Los Angeles, well, just north of Anaheim, and uh, and Yankees wooed him. He also said, I think from what I understood, they said, Garrett said, despite that, though, he grew up a Yankees fan. Mm. So I think they said that's one of the bigger reasons. He was a big fan. Also, I'd Andy say this Pettit. To the money. Yeah. Well, and, the, and yeah, certainly $36 million a year to, to play in New York is, uh, that'll usually get the job done. Yeah. Not so bad. Rendon will be $35 million a year. Albert's currently, yeah, they say around $27 million this upcoming season. My gosh. And Trout, 35.5. And you still have to contend with the Astros and the A's in that division. Good luck. Good for Anthony Rendon. I'm all about the players getting paid. Shout out to Scott Boris for getting these guys money because he knows there is money in the sport, and he's making sure these guys get it. 
Now, Simple as that. Make sure these guys finally get paid. Well, not finally get paid. Baseball players always get paid, but mm-hmm. they're getting what they truly deserve. Now, what what happens? Because last year, obviously, the Nationals uh, did just fine. They went out and got Patrick Corbin. Mm-hmm. They didn't sign Bryce Harper back. Right. They've re-signed Strasburg. Right. But they were players for Rendon. They, they put out the offer. So does that make them... Now, are they going to go make three counter moves that are going to make them even stronger losing Rendon? Are they going to go sign Josh Donaldson? What are they going to do? I don't know if they would go that route. Look, uh, sometimes when I look at the Nationals' payroll, it's, I guess some would say it's almost similar to how the Cardinals operate their payroll. Like, they're willing to go big on I mean, a you've player. Got, you've got, you've got uh, three or $400 million and two pitchers. I look... I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Nats do. Oh, I, don't, I think shoot. the Nats over five hundred and three pitchers. Well, you guys, but I mean, you got look, you got Strasburg oh and God. you got Strasburg and Scherzer locked up, oh. and Corbin locked up for the next three seasons at least. So that's a nice oh. rotation to work with if you're the Nationals. So the, I mean, Anthony Redone was plus plus for the Nationals last season. So I don't know how they're going to find or who they're going to find to replace that bat. Uh, Josh Donaldson would be fine, but I feel like after the season he's had, he's still going to get a nice little payday. So, eh, we'll see. I think if the if you're the Cardinals, after seeing what uh, Garrett Cole got, if you're Jack Flaherty, you're just like, oh, doctor. Didn't Flaherty turn down a uh, an insulting upgrade or something because they lowballed him? I don't know if they lowballed him, but no, I, I think, think he did. put it. I think he. I know he put off. Uh, did he, he can't put off arbitration, but I know he essentially he has made note through Twitter on several occasions that well, he's kept an eye on the market. A lot of contracts of people want to offer them like something more long term these days. They'll buy out arbitration years, right? Where he might just say, "Yeah, I'm going to get, wait. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to trust myself." And when is Flair? Do we know when Flaherty's up? He's. I mean, he's, I can look it up. I'm just, no, I'm just curious. I'm thinking if the guy has what he had in the second half of last season, and he does that for a full year next year. And well, he's still, I mean. I'm just saying, there's, the Cardinals, I hope they realize that they're going to have to pay a premium to keep him long term. I, I do know uh, they get the fancy foyer saying, cards are looking good this offseason. They lost their second best hitter. Can't wait to see the results of the necessary arbitrage. Um, <laughs> oh, and now, old, old Michael Waka too. Waka signed, signed with the Mets. Signed with yeah. the Mets. Ozuna hasn't signed anywhere yet. He is not. Uh, who are they talking about? Their second best hitter. They're him, but he's not going to be ain't back. He coming here. back. Yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely don't see Ozuna coming back. I think Ozuna is probably going to get some. Uh, should put in a probably nice offer from folks probably in Cincinnati. Hmm. Um, but the Cardinals, I don't know what Mo's going to do. I I think the, I'm with Gardner on this. You made it before. Like the Cardinals have made it their thing to trade. Uh, that's where they, you know, they usually trade from a position of strength. Twenty twenty four is the earliest free agency for Jack Flaherty. Oh man, the Cardinals have him under control for that yeah, long. That's why. Shh, oh, no wonder why he's going to be in a mood. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Now, how, here's Yikes! Your, here's your Cardinal fanboy moment of the day. Nolan Arenado allegedly on the trade block. For what? That's a big contract half your, too. Half your team. I'm gonna say that's a fat ass contract well, too. And, and I don't, he can opt out in a couple of years. Yeah, I don't know about that. I like you know I'm a big fan of Nolan Arenado, but I think the Cardinals defensively are okay on that side of the infield. Um, so I don't think. I mean, if you want a big bopper, go for it. I'm game for that. The Cardinals are gonna have to do something to find a bat. They need another bop in that order if they're gonna lose Ozuna. I saw I saw a very uh, funny tweet, um, and I don't know if I got retweeted in, but. T.J. Moe said uh, 
He's, he put out the uh, record-breaking deal for Strasburg. Right. Record-breaking deal for Garrett Cole. Mm -hmm. And then it said, what did it say? It said Nationals, Yankees. And then it said Cardinals. Hey, Matt Carpenter, go lift weights and get stronger. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> like, that's the, the difference. Mm -hmm. Now, it's what uh, they're going to have to do. Now, look, I've, I've heard Mo recently on St. Louis Radio, and he, he made a decent point where he essentially said, look, we know we need to improve in defense. Uh, we didn't necessarily, we, we know we made the necessary upgrades in the offseason to improve our defense, and our defense was one of the top two, three defenses in Major League Baseball. We didn't have to go out and break the bank in order for us to do that. And so that's, he, that's what he's saying, I guess, in regards to improving the offense for the St. Louis Cardinals. Like, guys just have to be better. And I know that sounds silly. However, it's also the same thing we said to the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> And how that worked out for them. like the Blues just needed to play better hockey. Mm -hmm. uh, they were playing shitty hockey. Everyone knew it. They knew it. They played better hockey with talented players, and they went on to a Stanley Cup run. Look, Matt Carpenter needs to play fucking better. <laughs> it's really that simple. And whatever Matt Carpenter has done recently, stop doing that and do something else. I know that sounds very well, no shit. But what can the Cardinals do? They the, Matt Carpenter dropped off the face of the earth last year. So, I mean, you can't blame Mo for that. You can't blame the organization for that. As a guy they counted on for the last few seasons, that sucked ass last year. You need him not to suck as much ass. The same with Dexter Fowler. The same thing we said to Dexter. Dexter, get healthy. Play better. Dexter got healthy. Play better. So I'm just saying. I mean. He, said he, he just did not suck as he much He's not ass. suck as much as ass. They did a lot mm. of sucking ass last year. Mm. That's what right. Matt Carpenter oh, was <laughs> there it is, everybody. Uh, anything before we get out of here? Any other shout-outs? No. Nope. Shout-outs? No. Tomorrow we're going to have uh, two comics on the show. Matt Eisman. He's going to be at the Funny Bone. You know him from uh, from American Ninja Warrior. But then he's also on a new show. It's kind of like um, the new uh, Cops, right? Or Rescue 911, kind of. Have you seen this? Mm -hmm. Hang on. Let's see what he hosts. Eisman hosts Live Rescue. Yeah, he's hosting that. So, NBC three-time Emmy Award-winning mm -hmm. uh, or Emmy Award-nominated uh, Matt Eisman. So why we'll isn't he won? Tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow. That's right. Don't you forget it. Uh, so we've loved having Matt on in the past. He did uh, The Apprentice. He's very funny, very talented guy. And then uh, Matt Bronger as well. He's going to be at Helium. So should be a fun time. Uh, shout out to all of you for tuning in today. Looking forward tonight. Two big shows: Gastro Pit. 8.30, you can get your barbecue on after the show. Uh, we've got two different lineups of comics. It's going to be very fun. 6 o'clock, Sophie's. Buzz, put up the menu. Oh, doctor. You're oh, getting macaroni salad a, with your food this week. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. you didn't say nothing. Gardner? You ain't saying nothing but a word. Thank you. You got, you coming? You going to get some buzzes? I don't know yet. All right. Trav, you'll be there. Is it food? I'll probably be there. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Wear your sweaters tonight. It'll be a good time. Trav, Gardner, anything? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Good to go. Guys, we're back tomorrow live at 8 a.m. See you then. Peace.